Welcome and greetings, everyone. It is great to have you with us here on this FLN podcast. On this FLN podcast, this is designed to be an energetic podcast episode communication. And on this podcast, we talk about networking for attorneys and professionals. We discuss how to network, when to network, why you should network, and the best strategies and techniques to make the most of your networking experience as we also go back and review some of the history of FLN, how it got started, when it got started, why it got started and everything else in between. So as those of you that have listened to prior episodes heard me say that as of March, 2023, which is now what is upon us, our goal and objective is to launch a new and exciting podcast episode every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And we want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening in as the number of subscribers and listeners to the FLN podcast keep increasing rather dramatically every week. And that is great, inspiring, encouraging, and captivating news. So as you probably have come to gather in our prior episodes, we talk about the fact that legal networking is similar to other types of networking, except it has a little few differences and some very important and unique aspects that make legal and professional networking a little bit different. And it's undoubtedly um, a powerful category of its own. So on this podcast, on this episode and many others like it, we're going to be exploring that. We're going to be discussing it. We're going to be reviewing it and we're going to get a chance to dive right into the deep end on some of these things. So in case I have not had a chance to meet you before and or this is your very first time listening to the FLN podcast. The rumors are true. My name is still Mo Eldiri. I have been a proud member of the Florida Bar since 1997 and it was back in 2010 when I embarked on this wild, crazy, ambitious idea of creating this outstanding network of attorneys and professionals. And today, The Florida Lawyers Network stands at over several hundred members with dozens of chapters throughout the Florida legal community. And we hope to keep growing to provide lots of value and benefit to legal professionals and the related community on a consistent routine and regular basis into the future. So in case you are not aware or you missed it in any of the prior episodes, the acronym FLN stands for the Florida Lawyers Network. So in today's episode, we are going to dive right into some great discussions and content, and we're going to cover the following things. We're going to start off with a motivational, inspirational minute. That's going to bring us right into the FLN message of the day. We're going to talk about a networking tip that is very useful and productive, both for lawyers and other related professionals. We're going to review some of the FLN history on some interesting facts and history that took place way back in the beginning when the organization began. We're going to quickly run through a few announcements right here from our FLN headquarters. And then finally, we're going to have a closing message designed to inspire and captivate you before you leave this particular episode so that you are ready to tackle any and all challenges and meet any and all goals throughout your particular day, weeks, and month. So first and foremost, today's motivational minute and quote comes directly to us from a little book known as the Treasury Quote by Jim Rohn. So a shout out goes to Kurt Heidi, 
one of our FLN members in the FLN Boca Raton chapter. Kurt has been a member with us for many years, and he is an excellent trusted resource in getting people their home lending, and he's able to do so for great borrowers, average borrowers, mediocre borrowers at the best rates and best terms with the best lenders. So definitely a big shout out to him because he was the one that actually sent us this great treasury of quotes by Jim Rohn, and today's Motivational Minute is inspired by Jim Rohn himself. And in one of these pages, Jim Rohn and throughout his career had lots of great things to say. This one in particular says humans have the remarkable ability to get exactly what they must have. And there is a huge emphasis here in his quote about must is capitalized, bold, underlined. But he goes on to say that there is a huge difference between must and want. A want is kind of like a, well, it would really be nice. Maybe if it happened, maybe if it didn't, I guess that would be okay. But there really is a much different energetic approach to the word must and a different psychological and emotional attachment to that meaning versus just kind of wishing, wanting, and hoping. He goes on to say that the best motivation is self-motivation. So basically, if you wait until someone fires you up, you may never get started. So it's important to have self-motivation, to find that passion, that desire, that ability to achieve or the inclination, the propensity to achieve a particular goal or objective. Jim Rohn goes on to say in this particular quote, that motivation alone is not enough. If you motivate an idiot, you now have a motivated idiot. So for my family and friends out there that might think that that's harsh, that was not me. His words, not mine, but I guess it makes sense. What he's basically trying to illustrate here is that you really have to apply the knowledge that you have. So once you get motivated to take the action, and as we know, action is always primary. You can think all great ideas you want, but until you actually take action on them, they're never going to really materialize into anything substantial or significant that has an impact on yourself and the people around you. So be aware of that. It's not just motivation. It's about putting your particular plans in action. In fact, they actually say that most people are not short on ideas. They're short on the time to implement the ideas or the energy and the focus to implement the ideas, but they're not short on ideas that can make things better, implement things better and have better things. So without a sense of urgency, the desire loses its value. So behind all of that motivation is definitely some urgency and some desire to take that into place. So I guess that kind of ties into some of the discussions that we had on prior episodes about why FLN was designed and created was, you know, there had come a time in my career where I recognized that most of the cases and the referrals and the best clients that we were getting were coming either from existing clients or other attorneys and primarily other attorneys that were in different areas of practice because that made sense. If they didn't handle something and their client contacted them as a trusted resource, they wanted to be able to hand off that valuable client to one of their colleagues that they knew, liked and trusted to be able to do it. So we already knew that most of our great cases came from existing clients and other attorneys. But I guess I was truly bothered 
frustrated, annoyed, and almost, you know, clawing at some type of structured environment for us as attorneys to be able to build, develop, cultivate, nurture, and maintain these valuable connections throughout our respective careers. I mean, the bar associations would do a great part of that, but still we needed something that was going to be a little bit more specific, a little bit more structured, a little bit more guided, and with a little bit more energy behind it to really kind of get the value and the benefit that we have now uh, had the pleasure and the distinct opportunity of benefiting from since 2010. So that's over 12, 13 years ago. So that's definitely a good track record so far. And we hope to continue that process into the future. So this brings us right into our FLN message of the day. And today's message of the day, the topic is persistence. Oh my goodness. This is the one thing that definitely has the biggest impact on whether things get done and get created and get implemented or they don't. So today's FLN message of the day is inspired by none other than the great Napoleon Hill, who, as many of you know, is the author of the Think and Grow Rich book. This comes right from chapter nine of his particular book. And when you look it up, the dictionary actually defines persistence as the firm or obstinate continuous in a course of action in spite of the odds, difficulty, or opposition. So firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of the odds, difficulty, or opposition. So many of us know throughout our lives, if there is anything that we have persisted on, whether it's studying for a quiz, an exam, or any particular skill, we know that that persistent, continuous, firm, and obvious, you know, obstinate course of action develops those results that we're looking for. So in the book by Napoleon Hill of Think and Grow Rich, he goes on to discuss how to develop persistence. And he talks about these four particular elements that are essential in developing persistence to achieve particular outcomes. The first one is a definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. So if you can hear the words behind that, that burning desire is the crucial underlying element for getting persistence in place. You know, for me, I call this the win, lose, or draw effect. So when I get truly focused and inspired and have that particular desire for a particular outcome or goal or objective to be achieved, I know that win, lose, or draw, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Whether I've got to climb the highest mountain, whether I've got to bust through the strongest wall, or whether I've got to crawl through the deepest valleys, somehow, some way, that burning desire is definitely going to keep me going, keep us going or anybody else that's looking to implement persistence on achieving a particular goal, outcome, or objective. The second one he goes on to talk about is a definite plan expressed in continuous action. So you got a plan. Maybe it's not a perfect plan, but it is a plan. It is a written plan. It is written down with step after step after step as to what specific action needs to be taken on a continuous and regular and routine level 
to obtain the particular objective. So that's number two, a definite plan expressed in continuous action. Number three, a mind tightly closed against all negative and discouraging influences. So a lot of experts will tell you, you know, when you do have a really great big idea, a lot of times you want to keep it to yourself. Don't really talk about it that much until you get all the pieces in the puzzle together as to how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, why you're going to do it, and really be firm and confident that the idea you're about to implement can come to fruition so that you're not discouraged in any particular way of getting thrown out. So I guess, honestly, even in the development of FLN, I definitely experienced scenarios where I probably was a lot more cautious about who I told the idea to and how I would present it and so on so that I would not get negative and discouraging influences. I mean, achieving really big goals that are hairy and audacious is not easy. So if you tell people too early on about some of your goals and objectives, you might get knocked off in a discouraging direction that doesn't get you to the second, the third, the fourth, and finally the ninth and 10th steps that you need in order to really bring about some really great ideas. So again, this one is a mind closed tightly against negative and discouraging influences. So it's kind of like you want to put your blinders on, really focus in on what you want to do, do as much research and development as you can about your particular idea, get it firm and solidified in your mind so that when you start to take the action, when you start to implement it, when you start to achieve the particular results that you're looking for, then you can counteract any of the negative or discouraging influences. So many of you out there probably know Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, who is a self-made billionaire, not even a millionaire, 10 or 20s millionaire. This is a billionaire. And even she talks about when she first started her company, she definitely spent almost a year building and developing the idea before she actually shared it with anybody else at the outset. So that's quite impressive. Finally, number four in the elements of how to develop persistence Napoleon Hill goes on to talk about a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. You know, we call this the accountability people, whether it is a mastermind group, whether it is your business coach, somebody that is not really, you know, they can ultimately be your friends and colleagues, but it needs to be structured. It needs to really have a purpose. It needs to have a design where you are sharing what it is that you want to achieve, the outcome you're trying to obtain with one or more persons who will help encourage and support you to follow through with plan and purpose. Now, remember, it doesn't say gather together with some people that are gonna tell you why every single idea you come up with is crappy or unworthy or not really going to materialize. No, it is about getting around people that will encourage one another to follow through with both plan and purpose. It's okay if your mastermind group challenges you and asks you questions about certain things, but if you fire back and you're confident about what you need to do and how to do it, 
then their goal then at that point is to support you, find the tools and the resources and the energy in order to be able to make sure you can get what you need. And similarly, same thing with a business coach. And I promise you, none of us succeed alone. So if you are looking for a business coach, I encourage you to do that. If you're looking for a mastermind group, I encourage you to do that. In fact, I've become such a big fan over the last nine, 10 years of mastermind groups that I have both participated in the mastermind groups as I do now. And we also host and facilitate one through our FLN program. So I always encourage law firm owners that are out there, if you're ever looking to build, develop, and compare notes on your business, which by the way, a law firm practice is a business, then I encourage you to reach out to us. We'll get you some more information about the Advocates Boardroom and how you can be a part of this powerful, productive, and profitable mastermind group as well. So that rounds out pretty much the four elements of persistence and our message of the day. So I'm going to take a quick pause here before we go on to our next section, but we will be back here in a moment. Okay, so we are back here at the FLN Podcast, and if we had sponsors for the podcast, we would have already heard from our sponsor at that particular time. But basically, that was just a quick timeout, so I could rest my voice for a second, grab a sip of water, and get back into the next segment of our particular episode here. So now we've done our motivational minute. We've done our message of the day. Very powerful stuff. And now we get a chance to go right into our networking tip for lawyers and related professionals. So I have come to learn over time that one of the main reasons why I think some attorneys and professionals are reluctant to network is their concern about walking into a room where they don't know people where they are not comfortable necessarily with the people. But I promise you that once you get over that particular hurdle and you get to know more of the people that are involved in the particular group, all of those concerns and anxieties and or, you know, discomfort go away. And here are some of the good networking tips for lawyers and related professionals to consider when you're going to your next networking event. First and foremost, try and find out who else is attending and you can go with that particular person together. So if nothing else, you'll know one person and they can introduce you to the people they know and vice versa and so on and so forth. I also encourage you to find out who is attending this particular networking event and scout the roster. Check out who are the members of the particular group or who are the people that might be in attendance at this particular event and scout the roster, you know, and of course, I'm not sharing in any way or encouraging in any way that you're stalking any of the people, but definitely get to know who is it that's on the roster, who is it that's planning to attend and get some background and information on them. So when you do happen to meet them, you'll be able to kind of ask them particular questions about, oh, hey, I heard that you went to Indiana University or FSU or UF or what have you. And, uh, you know, you can share some common theories or analogies. It's also great to know and learn what their hobbies and interests are. So if they have any particular hobbies and interests, you can always kind of check in about that. What I always try and tell people as well 
is that when you go to a networking event, just make it your goal to get to know about three to five people. So if there's 20, 25, 30 people in the room, it is not likely you are going to get to know and remember anything and everything about each and every one of them. So just focus, focus on two, three, four, five people. Don't worry about passing out your business card at the outset. When they ask you for your business card, you will be happy to give it to them, but be patient when it's the right time to exchange your business cards and or your electronic contact information that will occur. But let things just develop naturally. Don't be over eager. Don't be jabbing your business card into somebody else's hand because they're probably just going to throw it out anyway until you can really make some kind of friendly and exciting connection with the people. Also, this may seem a little bit uncommon, but I would encourage you to bring a pen or a notebook to take notes about what is happening at this particular networking meeting. So in our FLN chapter meetings, there's so much content, information, education, and excellence that goes on from the presentations that we get from our fellow members that it definitely behooves you to bring a pen and a notebook because of the amount of information that's happening. And for those of you that like to take notes on your phone, don't do that. Don't take the notes on your phone for this kind of an event because people are just going to think that you're texting somebody else, not paying attention, and you will definitely get the reputation that if you don't care about your being there, then they're not going to care about you being there either. So bring a pen, bring a notebook, take notes about other people in the room, and I would encourage you to take notes on specific details about other people in the room that's not necessarily about their profession. So in our FLN chapter meetings, for example, we're always giving people a question of the day. The question of the day is always designed to get us to know a little bit more about the people in the room. So whether we ask them about their hobbies and interests or the best concert they've attended, or the most famous person they've ever met, whatever the question of the day happens to be, make a note of that so that you can have a good, honest, educational discussion with the other people in the room during the open networking sessions. It goes without saying, and I really hope this goes without saying, make plans to follow up immediately after attending the networking event. If you wait, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days after the event, they may not remember you. They may not remember how captivating and charming that you were at the time that they met you at the event. So make sure you follow up very close after the event and make sure that you make the plan to add them to your networking plan and rotation. And remind me if I happen to forget, because in future episodes during this segment of the podcast episode, I want to be able to talk about discussing your networking plan, your networking spreadsheet with your top 24 referral sources. So I've got a note here. I've highlighted it here on my notes as well so that we can cover that as one of the networking tips in future episodes. But in case I forget and I happen to see you before I get a chance to record it, make sure you ask me about the networking plan, the spreadsheet, and creating your top 24 referral sources. So remember, a really great important lesson that we want to really hone in on for all of our networking for attorneys and related professionals 
is that it's not really about how many people you know, not very well. It's really about the number of people that you know really well that will get to know, like, and trust you as much as you will get to know, like, and trust them. So that rounds out today's networking tip for lawyers and related professionals. And that brings us into the next segment of our episode. And in this segment, we talk about the FLN history on something interesting that occurred back when FLN first began. So for this one, I went back all the way to the beginning and I wanted to share with our listeners out there that the very first FLN event took place at the Signature Grand in Davie, Florida, back in October of 2010. I think it was October 5th or 6th, but I have to go back to my records to see what it was. At the time, there was only about 25 or 28 people in the room. And I remember giving my presentation that night about the organization, about how it would come together and about what we were looking to do. And I have to admit, I hadn't figured out all of the particular details at the time, but I did know we needed a lawyer's network. I did know that it was about not only creating these valuable connections in each one of the particular chapters in a particular area, it was about having the opportunity to connect with the other FLN members in the adjacent chapters, which would exponentially expand the value and the benefit and the synergy of this outstanding network of attorneys and professionals. So today, when we have hundreds of attorneys and professionals in the organization, it's a lot easier for you to find a tax attorney up in West Palm Beach or a workers' comp attorney down in South Miami or a criminal defense attorney in the Fort Lauderdale area. People that we can honestly, legitimately, genuinely trust and have the experience and the knowledge and the aptitude to do a great job. So time and again, when we hear about FLN members, not only providing business opportunities to folks within each particular chapter, it is astounding, extraordinary, and very fulfilling when we start to hear and learn that they're giving business opportunities and referrals to fellow FLN members in the adjacent chapters. And that's just, you know, this is really the tip of the iceberg of the organization that we're looking to envision and create into the future that will have even that much more synergy, value, and benefit throughout the many coming years and decades of its existence. So afterwards, I guess that was pretty much a good one for the FLN history books. I'll use some of these other history items into a future episode. And then finally, here in this next segment, we talk about the announcements from our FLN headquarters. So I wanted to reach out to our FLN members and say thank you to many of you that had a chance to attend FLN Day recently. It was a great success. We had lots of great speakers and presentations. It was a full day of great education, learning and knowledge from our speakers about everything from the technology that's going on these days to protecting your social profile out there. And we learned a lot from our particular speakers. So I appreciate the people that had a chance to come out and the speakers that had a chance to present. And of course, the sponsors. And every once in a while, we're going to get a chance to feature our sponsors right here on the FLN podcast. So a big shout out goes to our platinum sponsor. 
sponsor for FLN Day, which was Crossroads Investigation. And our good friend and colleague, Mark Hurwitz, who has been a proud member for many years throughout FLN. I think he joined us back in 2012, which makes Mark Hurwitz officially and undeniably a diamond member of FLN, which is 10 or more years. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in future episodes. But a big shout out to Mark Hurwitz and his company, Crossroads Investigation. So for those of you in the listing community that don't know, Crossroads Investigations is a private investigation firm. They help you find anything and everything under the sun, even if it does not want to be found. They are able to do background searches and find bank accounts when you're looking to collect money. They are looking to do reviews on anybody from your particular housekeeper to a new employee to a business partner. And one of their most valuable things that they're offering these days is actually jury vetting, which is quite interesting and compelling. And they're getting some really great results on that. So we'll talk a little bit more and interview some of our speakers and sponsors about FLN Day here in future episodes. But I just wanted to make that a quick shout out to our good friend and colleague, Mark Hurwitz, being a platinum sponsor of FLN Day. So we all truly appreciate his support over the many years with FLN, as many of our FLN members have truly benefited from the services that his company provides. So also for our FLN members out there, hopefully many of you are listening to these podcast episodes early and often. As you know, whenever you're looking to find anything throughout the organization, you need to go to flnmembers.com, put in your credentials, and you will find all of the upcoming speakers and ethics and power lunch groups. You'll get a chance to sign up for the upcoming chapter meetings. And of course, if you have not already done so yet, make sure to click on the tab that says FLN Circle to join the private dedicated online community for FLN members. So as you've heard me say in chapter meetings, that FLN circle really is designed to be a private online community so that we can communicate very efficiently between FLN headquarters and the members, but also so that the members themselves can easily connect with each other in the adjacent chapters. So I always tell people, remember, if you have not done so recently, please update your profile on flnmembers.com. And if you have not already done so, I please, I encourage you to upload a photo of yourself or someone that looks better than you on your profile so that people will be able to remember who you are when they connect with you at these powerful meetings. Announcements for those of you that are prospective FLN members and candidates out there. We also invite you to visit flnmembers.com find an FLN chapter in your area, click Captivate, join us. You will be happy you did. And you will also get a chance to earn a whopping two and a half CLE credits along with a half a credit for ethics. So we definitely encourage you to come on by. If you happen to be in an area where there is no FLN chapter and you are a big fan of this podcast, whether you are in the state of Florida or maybe someday beyond the state of Florida, we encourage you check out FloridaLawyersNetwork.com. A lot of great content, information, and video. And if there's not, like I said, a chapter in your area, just simply email us at FLN at FloridaLawyersNetwork.com 
and then we can discuss and review the various options of starting and implementing an FLN chapter in your area. Membership opportunities that we want to announce about. Oh my goodness, family law is a very popular area of law. So right now we have a few openings throughout our South Florida chapters. So if you are a qualified, seasoned and experienced family law attorney that is looking to build, develop, cultivate and nurture valuable connections with experienced members of the Florida Bar, then we encourage you to come on by, inquire, check things out, make sure other people get a chance to know who you are, what you do and how well you do it. And also, I'm sure you will benefit by having lots of great attorneys in different areas of practice that you can refer your valued and trusted resources to. Okay, so that brings us to our closing message today. This message is designed to inspire and captivate you before we close out today's episode of the FLN podcast. This quote comes to us, oh my goodness, from the late Steve Jobs. And in this quote, he says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. And that was from Steve Jobs. So that rounds out this particular episode of the FLN podcast. As I have said to you many times before, it is great to have you with us as listeners. And we are very captivated and encouraged and excited that the listing audience continues to grow throughout our community. And so on that note, make it a great day, make it a great week, make it a great month. And we will see you back here next time, everybody, on this energetic FLN podcast. Over and out, everyone. Thank you.